Welcome. I hope this finds you well, and thank you for listening to this podcast series, Double. My name is Drew Drummond, and this uh, podcast series entitled Double uh, comes from a memory of school assembly, where our headmaster would stand up, uh, read out the notices for the day, and then hold the room to be able to share where there was connection both in ourselves as a school, but what that meant and looked like outside of the school and into the wider world. And I'm drawn to that uh, connection in this time of lockdown and remember the opportunity that that gave people to stop, to step back and think of what contribution they might yet be able to make in the world. I hope that this podcast series can build on that and pulling on a network of uh, conversations, uh, discussions and dialogue that uh, I hope can enable you, the listener, to think about what connection might mean for you. This podcast uh, has been about 18 months in the making, I'm ashamed to say, but we're here and it gives me great privilege to introduce Malcolm Calvert. Malcolm Calvert is a good friend and the person that I would turn to in a crisis and the person that I would pick up the phone to celebrate any uh, shared or individual achievement. Uh, Malky, as uh, he's known to his friends, is the executive technology leader at Sistra, where he's carried out a wide-ranging role covering both process and people. And it's really with his people strength, because outside of his professional career, he is um, an executive coach, a counsellor, but uh, ultimately a great dad. And uh, I really want you to be able to hear what he has to say in the hope that it can bring alive for you a thought, a reflection, a suggestion on what connection means to you. So thank you to Malky for taking the plunge to being our first uh, guest on this podcast series. I look forward to bringing you uh, further discussion and dialogue and conversation. But uh, Malky, let's get started. It's great to have you with us and thank you again. Let's go. Okay, welcome Malcolm. I am incredibly grateful to you taking time out from uh, Zach, Arlo and Lucy. Zach is a new arrival who is only a matter of weeks old. Uh, We Arlo is uh, also dealing with all things lockdown, which is something I'd like to explore with you. And Lucy, as ever, is holding the family together in incredibly um, challenging times. Or as I was uh, framing in an email to someone yesterday, I think this might be the biggest collective challenge that we as a society are facing in our generation. So I'm going to jump right in, Malky, and uh, I've got four or five questions for you. But uh, by way of uh, question one, what has been the best bit, the worst bit, and the biggest surprise for you in terms of what we faced in the last couple of weeks with the lockdown situation we find ourselves? 
Okay. Uh, well, yeah, jumping straight in. It's great to uh, be chatting with you, Drew, and uh, get this time together just to share some experiences of this strange time. Uh, I, yeah, the best bit, I think, um, for me, it's probably been uh, the the kind of enforced change, you know, the, the way that um, collectively we've all had to adjust and adapt and find new ways to do things. And I think um, that always feels like a healthy thing to do. Um, it's, it's often something that we wouldn't choose ourselves. Um, but when there is some kind of change in our external environment, it really challenges us and uh, invites some reflection um, and appreciation, I guess, of, of what we do have and, and that what we enjoy and what we share together isn't, uh, isn't guaranteed and isn't something we can just take for granted. So I think there's, I think that kind of change of pace, you know, I almost think of it like, like a Sabbath, like a kind of rest day, um, you know, it's a rest season in some respects, even though lots of people are working very hard. Um, it's a time when we can't do a lot of the things that we normally do uh, and go through the motions. So I've appreciated that. I've appreciated the sense of going through it together. Um, there's, a, there's a real collective spirit um, and a sense of solidarity, I think, which is probably quite needed in our culture uh, at the moment, which can be very divided over various issues. So that's probably the, the upside for me. Yeah, go ahead. And, and, and just what does that look like in your daily routine? Um, well, in my daily routine, uh, a lot of the things that I, I was doing um, are no longer there, uh, such as commuting to work. Um, a big part of my daily routine was also um, commuting with with Arlo, my eldest son, who's three on the bike. We uh, I take him to nursery. It's about a 30 minute ride on the bike every morning and every evening. And uh, so not doing that is quite a change, not being in the office uh, on the city centre in Edinburgh, um, being around lots of colleagues uh, and others in that kind of space. So I think that's taking all that out of the picture. Then my my daily commute is a short walk up the stairs to a desk. Um, it's lunches with family. It's being able to be with my kids in the gaps in between work. Um, and so there's just a lot more contact time, I think, with, with my family uh, in particular. And that's quite a special thing at this point at this point having you know having Zach who's just eight weeks old as well often Zach will join me in my uh, new uh, home office um, so I can give Lucy a, a break from him during the day and I'll, I'll kind of take him on my on the sling in my chest while while I'm working away um, so that's quite nice contact I have with him that I wouldn't have had uh, if this wasn't happening. You've painted a beautiful picture there and long may it continue. Thank you. What's been the the downside? What's been the worst bit? Yeah, some it, it obviously has had downsides. Um, I mean, as 
the most obvious and and I suppose one that we're in touch with through the news every day is obviously the the health of those who are suffering with the virus and, and particularly those who've died or been very ill. Um, I think I, I also feel a lot for those who are really affected by it indirectly that maybe don't get the same kind of coverage um, on the news or or through support. I mean, there's so many people now stuck at home in isolation um, with mental health problems. Um, there's uh, all kinds of other health conditions which may not get the attention that they need. There are businesses that are really struggling. I really feel for those who've maybe just got a business off the ground and going just to be hit with this um, is a huge blow. So it's just so many uh, knock-on impacts um, yeah. of, of the virus. And, and although in my own working life, you know, there are impacts and, and we have to work through them. They're, they're so minor compared to uh, what so many others are going through. So for me personally, a huge, a huge sense of gratitude um, yeah. at how little I'm affected by this compared to others, but awareness of, of how it really is impacting so many people. And if I was to be part of one of your lunchtime family uh, gatherings, and I was to ask Arlo the question, what's been the worst bit? How do you think he would answer? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's hard to know. He's you know he's three, and so he's still young to really understand what's going on. And um, one of the nice things that we're getting to do every day is at lunchtime, him and I will go out, you know, to a hill nearby us and uh, go get our exercise and have a picnic together and he's quite enjoying that I think but I think he is starting to miss the contact with uh, his friends from nursery with other families that we're uh, in relationship with and you know he's starting to ask about going to places and seeing people and we're just having to say no we you know we can't do that at the minute so I think that's the bit he's he's struggling with although he's not you know he's too young to really express um the impact that it's having on him but it it, it does come out in yeah in, uh, those you know three-year-old tantrums yeah. that uh, you'll be familiar with <laughs> yeah no no i've got plenty of those here and it's um i find it helpful is uh being actually reflecting of um how i talk with my six-year-old son um, actually is a way that I could parent myself in terms of actually be talking to myself because when we're in that frame of mind of fear, it's very easy for it to be more of a conflict, uh, conflicting conversation and actually just to take the time, a bit of self-compassion uh, to acknowledge, recognize where we are, but listen and name it. I found that uh, to be very helpful to get my wee guys more comfortable with the word no when we were able to say yes, just not so many days previously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, have there been any surprises on the journey so far? Um, 
I think the thing that struck me, I don't know if it's a, a complete surprise, but it certainly stood out, is just the sense of interconnectedness um, that we all have. Uh, you know, how, and I suppose what goes along with that is how vulnerable we are um, because of the dependencies we have on on the people and the systems uh, all around us. And so when one, you know, when one uh, business stops functioning, for example, then there's a knock-on effect on employees, a knock-on effect on families, a knock-on effect on um, uh, other, you know, organizations. So there's a there's a real sense of domino effect, I think, when, yeah. uh, when one part of our uh, society is, is damaged and is is badly affected um in the way that it has been in the last little while so i think that's that's probably stood out to me and and shifted my my mindset a little um often i think we can be quite stuck in our own little bubbles or or sense of our world and and um and the the immediate connections we have with the people we work with or our friends or family and what this is revealing is just how those connections just are like a web that goes out really across the whole planet. Um, and that's been, you know, really highlighted through, through a pandemic like this. Uh, now we do live in such a global uh, society uh, that we can be affected by something that starts on the other side of the world. Yeah, so I think that's, that's probably been the thing that's stood out to me the most is that sense of interconnectedness. Maki, you're one of my trusted others, a person I can go to any time, and you and I either laugh at my dreams or mock at my failures. <laughs> what would your piece of advice be to someone who is in that very situation where, through no fault of their own, they're going back to their families to say, life's not quite as we planned. Now, we've all got a bit of that in this situation, but for those where those webs or those links have been cut or damaged, what, what, what might you offer? Oh gosh, um, so difficult to uh, assume that my, that any advice I could give would be uh, would be relevant, not knowing different people's circumstances. I think the, the thing that is the advice I would give myself, I suppose, is the um, is to do with the relationships that I'm in and having, I suppose, more vulnerability in those relationships. Um, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the time I want to be able to function very independently. You know, I want to be able to do my job effectively, make money, provide for my family, um, execute all the responsibilities of my life. And and then when one of those is taken away, it can feel extremely vulnerable. Um, and I need the help and support of other people. But I think that that's the reality of the situation that we're in. As some people through, through no fault of their own in this circumstance will need help, will need support. And so maybe it's something around being able to, being feeling free to ask for help, to ask for support. Um, to ask for food or financial support or uh, uh, conversation or whatever it happens to be. Um, and there's no shame in that. Um, there's no, uh, 
sort of those uh yeah shame um there's there's nothing to be looked down on uh to be able to be one of those people in need at the minute because it, it really is um an unprecedented circumstance that we're in and i know in in my family unit at the minute the way that we're working now we're trying to you know i'm trying to do a full-time job we've got an eight-week-old and a three-year-old at home we we just need each other constantly and so i'm i'm we really opened up a dialogue about here's what i need here to get through the day um and and finding that in in my relationship particularly with lucy you know what how we can help each other um to do that does that answer your question 100 percent yeah magnificent i um yeah i hope uh those listeners out there can let that one land thank you malky question two and you'll see i'm squeezing about four questions into each question but <laughs> that's the gift of being the podcast host malky what um core value life experience or learning or reflection are you finding yourself turning to or leading into right now? Yeah, I think I probably touched on this a little bit in my last answer. Um, it's definitely relationships for me at the moment. Um, I'm, you know, I mentioned working as a sort of small family unit, but I find myself doing a lot more face time with my parents, with uh, cousins and, and you know the kids aunts and uncles and um, that there's something about this kind of being uh, being isolated um, from a lot of acquaintances or a lot of you know, the social interactions of the day that really helps me to kind of tap into well, I actually really value these relationships and I want to reach out and connect and know that they're okay so there's a lot of a lot of that's um, going on that movement towards relationship um, I think there's probably I was thinking about this and I think the you know a lot of the time I can go through life thinking am I getting you know the best deal out of life that I can get you know am I getting what I'm owed am I being paid what I'm worth in my job for example um, and that sort of sense of entitlement and I think for me there's a shift that's happened around that which is uh realizing how vulnerable we all are to something like this happening and rather than think well, what am i owed um thinking about well, what is it that i value what do i care about um and having a bit of gratitude i suppose for the things that i do have in my life uh and the things that i've received as gifts you know like um having children um is an amazing gift although a lot of the time you know it's it can be seen as a challenge and a chore and, and a lot of work and it is those things but in this kind of time i think now i'm seeing them more as a gift because it is a time to reflect it is a time to stop it is a time to appreciate and recognize um what we've got so I think that's probably it for me is summed up in, in, in kind of relationships 
and a movement towards relationships and then a sense of gratitude and and reflecting on what is it what i what i value and then moving towards that and appreciating that and is there anyone that you have crossed paths with on your kind of journey so far that's given you that strength okay um well i mean there's yeah there's lots of people you certainly be one of them true um i think the way that you know i've experienced you and your approach to life um would very much echo what i've just said it's one of uh, of gratitude and and um and appreciation and recognizing what you've got um and there's there are yeah several others i, I i've got I'm, I'm blessed with with a few you know close friends uh who i talk regularly with uh and we share how life is and what's going on and um i think that's where i draw strength from it's in those friendships and those relationships um with others in those honest relationships where there's no uh you know bs it's just yeah, yeah um uh talking to each other about what's real uh and what's really going on and uh i think that's where that's where i find i, I find my strength um in these kind of times thank you what would you like to say to lucy again if i was visiting and we were having a cup of coffee together oh gosh well i mean <laughs> <laughs> excuse me um you've got to remember that really before this outbreak happened i just watched her you know go through pregnancy and childbirth and then and then the early weeks of nurturing a new life into the world so i think my my appreciation for her is is sort of off the charts at the minute um and i think what what i love about lucy what i really uh, appreciate about her is um is her resilience and uh she you know she's had a tough life in in various ways um she's always come through difficult times uh, and challenges uh with an incredible um sense of purpose and and moving forward um she's never someone to to sulk or sort of bemoan uh, what life has thrown at her, and uh, gosh, I need someone like that around for me—that's for sure. So, um, yeah, she's been she's been really amazing uh, through this time. And what, one of the things that's interesting about having two children, I think, is you know when we had one, there was a bit of uh, you know sort of tennis or pass the ball would go on where you you know it's your turn I, I need a break i need some time myself and then when you've got two it's like well um we can swap the you know we can swap them around but we're we're basically both kind of carrying it at the same time and so there's something there's some some kind of equanimity in in our current family dynamic which uh, is kind of working quite well even though it's it's probably harder work um having two young kids than one um but yeah we're uh the, t the sort of teamwork i think 
that we've got and uh, and the way that Lucy just picks herself up and gets on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing is um, is something I really appreciate about her. Well, Lucy, I hope you get to listen to that. I feel in Scotland we are terrible at hearing ourselves well spoken of or celebrating anything. And I would just like to celebrate with you, Malky, your answer to that second question and also to that to Lucy. Thank you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Question number three. Uh, what will you do as a result of the situation we're currently in to create a new normal for yourself? Yeah, it's really, it's a tough question that, um, I think partly it's tough for me because I'm, you know, life has changed so much this year anyway with um, having a new son. And so he's going to be growing up, you know, Lucy's going to be going back to work. Um, we're going to need to work out how our family will all work in that situation. So there's a lot of change and transition for us um, anyway that's coming up. I think things, you know, um, my expectation is that we that we will bounce back from this, that things will go back to, to normal and we will pick up a lot of the things that we used to do. You know, I think we, I think that's probably a natural human tendency um, that once the, these restrictions uh, are removed, there will sort of be a snap back to the way things were. And I suppose the challenge for me and the challenge for us is, is then to ask ourselves the question, do we want to, to do that? Or is there an opportunity to, to try and change something? What I would I guess what I would hope would be um, the, the sort of new experience of relationships could be continued in some way. Um, I've heard this from other people as well, that they've, you know, been talking to their parents a lot more than they usually do um, or other family members. And, and I think as families, I think we're probably are getting closer through this time. I think I am with my fam with my extended family as well as my immediate family. And that would be my hope that there would, those, uh, those bonds that are forming now could uh, retain some of their strength and, and support um, when we get back into the sort of normality and, and busyness of life. You know, I've kind of, I was thinking about um, sort of concentric circles of life, you know, where the inner circle might be, uh, you know, me and then, and then my family and then moving out to sort of close friends and, and then all the way out to the kind of, you know, public life. And it made me think that a lot of our energy um, I think in life is spent at that external edge, you know, in that public space and especially with all of the different sort of social media tools that we've got at the moment um, where we can interact with literally anybody um, in the world on that edge. And I think what this experience has done for me, anyway, it's sort of moved me in a few layers of that concentric circle and made me reflect more on what are my relationships like at the heart um, and at the core. And let me 
focus in on those and work on those and find a sense of health um, in those. So that's what I would hope to keep, I suppose, and hang on to. And no doubt, as this moves on, there will be more moving out in those levels. Um, but I really want to uh, sort of keep that sort of healthy core, I guess, of relationships at, at the heart and certainly, um, I guess, remember this this time and um, how valuable it was to spend that, that time uh, and not forget that. That would be my hope. So, Malky, six months from now, what is the question you'd like me to ask you around creating a new normal? Oh, around creating the new normal. Um, yeah, I think it would be. Uh, it would be that part about relationships. Would be how are your, what's the relationship landscape like? Where where are you spending? Where's your time and attention in relationships? Um, that would be a good question for me to kind of check in with. Um, have I? You know, have I sort of kept that that strong core with my uh, with my family? Well, I can't make six months uh, happen any quicker than it will, but I will be there and I will ask you that question. Great, I look forward to it. Question number four is: um, It's not quite ask the audience, but you can ask me any question, and. Uh, yeah, I, I just very keen that we can, I suppose, role model and authenticity in that we're going through this uncharted territory and it's by, as you said, asking for help and leaning into each other. And I wanted to create a bit of space in this podcast, a bit of time to really kind of model that. And that's happening in question four. So, Malky, over to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. About time, I think, because you've <laughs> listened to a lot of me, and and uh, uh, it'd be great to hear some of your reflections on all of this as well. Um, I, so I think, I mean, w I'd love to hear any general reflections that you that have come up for you as I've been talking. But I think the specific thing that I, I was interested in asking you um, is: Is there anything that you've noticed that you uh, I guess that you were doing before uh, coronavirus came along um, that that now that now that you can't do it anymore um, it it doesn't seem that important um, which maybe and maybe you thought yeah it was something you were invested in or spending a lot of time on or uh, doing quite a bit but having realized having stepped back and not being able to do it it's uh, it, it, it's a sort of realization of oh, it's it's it wasn't that important after all. I was wondering if there's anything like that. Yeah, I I, I think I I don't want to. I, I hear your question. For me, um, it's the amount of worry that I give my whole professional career, mm, and this yeah. has been a big wake up call to sort of give yourself a breakthrough. You know, almost my way of being when I'm with my family before coronavirus, that I was bringing too much stress to the room because mm -hmm. I was trying to make sure that I was keeping, you know, the professional tent and there's also having just as much time for the family tent. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And I suppose the learning or the reflection for me is that those things aren't separate. They are intertwined, connected. And here we are, I'm homeschooling in the mornings. If I manage to get sort of two hours education in front of the wee ones, you know, uh, that's, that, that's a result. And then uh, I've even gone to wearing a tie to dress up like a teacher, Malky. So that's a bit different because I hate wearing ties. <laughs> and also, you know, in the afternoon, I've then been able to sort of do a bit of tending to the work stuff. And I've probably been getting more work done once I've got the kids down and a couple of hours there. But, you know, I suppose I've been enjoying giving myself a break and just taking the opportunities as they present themselves, as opposed to, you know, taking a far more kind of transactional approach and that it's nine o'clock in the morning, you've got to work to five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I've, I've lost quite a lot of work with the coronavirus. I say lost. I, I think I'm hopeful that we'll be able to pick things up again when this time passes, which I, I know it will. But uh, I've learned a huge amount taking my workshops online and that I realize that I live quite a lot of my professional and maybe even personal life through an element of fear. So I always compare it to something and I don't give myself permission just to be, to be fully present for the moment. And mm. I find that, you know, I find that quite empowering. So I mm. was, one of the things I've, I've had to get a bit better at is disciplining myself to take the exercise because there's always something else to do. Yeah. I was coming back from my run today and I had to check myself out. I said, Drew, you're being transactional again, you know, yeah. be transformational. And that, yeah. that was what get me sort of, I was able to sprint the last 20 yards home just with that thought. Yeah. And so I think that's a, a bit of a metaphor to answer your question, Malky, but I think uh, stop worrying, you know, my professional, my personal are one and the same things. I would tell people that, uh, every day but I wasn't living it myself there's been a big wake-up call there I think how I am with my family you know to be more transformational than transactional mm. that's so interesting it makes lo loads of sense it, ma it makes me wonder if um, you know there's something about the the constraint that we're living under at the minute where it actually offers quite a lot of relief in a way you know you you can't there's so many things you can't do right now that you're able to take the pressure off yourself um that you're not doing them you know yeah. whereas when you're out in the in the big bad world you know you i mean i really get that thing about comparing you know oh i i could or should be doing that thing over there and what am i what am i doing with my time um and it's pretty constant isn't it that because there's just so much information information bombarding us about what other people are doing <laughs> um yeah. yeah i could i i really identify with what you just shared there no well it's um as opposed to it being the external it's made me look at the internal yeah. and uh similar you know we're sitting down as a couple run and i working out how we're going to make this work what are we going to do about it and having far more sort of heartfelt connected conversations as a result than we might have done if uh, I, I think your point in the fact that this has been a global uh, challenge has meant that we've not been able to worry about other people we've just had to focus on doing the best we can for ourselves and you know I'm 
I, I, I don't know if people listening right now will feel that, but I, I hope that we can look back on this as a, a bit of a reset, a bit of an opportunity to, you know, think about what to want the new normal to be next. And that's sort of each in our own choosing rather than what I've been doing is just reacting. Mm, yeah. Or if I, you know, have greater ownership and accountability to make sure that we hold on to those special precious moments where you get a quality conversation with mum, dad, extended family, brother, sister, whatever. And, and you can feel it for what it is. I, I was sort of pretty daunted by the homeschooling piece. I've got a whole new respect for teachers, as I was saying earlier. But just seeing how Rona kind of stepped up and she's a gifted teacher. She is mm. magnificent. And all I needed to do was just follow her lead. But, mm. you know, sugar, she has stepped up. And, you know, I, I loved her before, but I love her even more now. Mm. Yeah. And that, so that, that, that's, that's, that's also an answer to your question. That's great. So, yeah, it makes me think about how the country, you know, has responded as well and how so many people have, you know, put themselves forward into jobs they've never done before uh, to help in ways they've never done before and, and how um, in a crisis, you know, so many things are actually possible. Like I never thought I could homeschool, but it turns out when I have to, you know, <laughs> I can. Yeah. And um, it's an interesting uh, aspect of this to reflect on when we're back in normal life, you know, is how much we procrastinate and and wait for the right moment, um, and sort of base a lot of our our choices on contingency. You know, when when things come together, I will I will yeah. do that. Um, whereas, I think what this is revealing is there's a lot we can we just we can act on. Um, yeah. without everything having to be ready or, or perfect um, yeah. or foolproof. Yeah. Okay, the, the, this podcast is an example of that. You know yeah. that yeah. you and I have been talking about this for 18 months and I cringe every time <laughs> you know, I talk to you about it because I know it's been 18 months and I feel that. And actually, you being my first uh, podcast guest, uh, there's something very, very special in that. And I don't have much to thank COVID-19 for, but I'll hold on to that. Yeah. Well, yes. So, uh, yeah, in the, in the very podcast, we're we're manifesting the new normal then, <laughs> which is yeah. getting yeah. on with stuff we've been putting off. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, I'm conscious of time, and uh, I would love to carry on talking, Marky, but you know, this, there's going to be a, a kind of a memory from all of this. And one of the things that helps me get through uh, the good times and bad times is music. Is there a piece of music that you could offer the listeners just as we draw our conversation to a close that we can, uh, if we can play out, but just to mark this uh, moment in time, this first podcast, and uh, as a way of saying thank you to you, you can, um, it doesn't matter what your taste of music is, we, we can listen to it. Yeah, sure. So um, the, the piece of music that I'm, I've chosen is, 
isn't one that I, it's not a band that I would usually listen to, but it's it's a Maroon Five song, and um, my son, uh, I, I don't know how he came across it. If it maybe it was at nursery or something, or maybe it was just some really inappropriate parenting where he found it on the internet. But uh, he found this song called Memories by Maroon Five, and and so he's been playing that and singing it around the house, and he sort of lip sync. You know, he doesn't know what the words mean, but he's kind of uh, can can sing it. And um, and the more he sort of sung it, and we've listened to it and watched it together, the more I've actually appreciated the uh, the lyrics of the song. Um, so I'll go I'll I'll go with that. And one of the lines which I think is is quite relevant in this current situation is. Uh, it says, toast to the ones here today, toast to the ones that we lost on the way. And it's a song really about um, taking a moment, pausing, reflecting, um, reflecting on memory, um, reflecting on those who aren't here anymore, uh, and also on those who are here and, and who we're with. Uh, and what I was talking about, about that sense of like, coming back to the inner circle and, and finding our immediate relationships and, and the gratitude and value in those. I think there's something in this song about just recognizing the people that are around us uh, and, and how special it is to, to walk through life uh, with them in, in good relationships and, and how important it is to just take the time to appreciate them uh, and what they do for us. So that's my song, Memories by Marine Five. Okay, thank you. This is uh, this has been wonderful. I yeah, it's been just a real want, to, want, want, want to kind of just take a moment, to, as you were suggesting in Maroon Five Memories, just take that moment to, to pause and reflect. Where I know that uh, the strength of relationships, and I think that has been in each of your answers I hope that that can be a take-home for the listeners and uh, your gift your authenticity your way of being has just uh, provided me and I hope everyone listening with a lot of comfort with a bit of confidence just to keep going and just do the best we can so I want to say thank you very much to you and I want to finish with a question which I'm going to ask you in six months, but I'm going to ask the listeners right now, what's uh, the relationship landscape like for you? And I hope that this podcast can help you find your answer. Go well, everyone. There you have it. Episode one done, and you heard it here first. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I'm really delighted that we've got uh, this double podcast off the ground and I don't think there could have been anyone better than Malky. I hope uh, that you can feel quite the integrity and the authenticity of the guy shine through. Um, I was very keen that that could reach a wider audience. In fact, we've talked uh, often about this opportunity and it's uh, great that we're finally here. Um, I need to say thank you to Malky for having the courage and the kindness to give it a go. And he's that guy. You could call him and he'd be there for you. 
Uh, I don't know if he sees himself in the regard that others see him, but I hope this podcast can go some way to letting him know that. I want to say thank you for downloading this podcast. I'd love it if you were able to pay it forward and pass it on. Word of mouth is everything. And let's keep in touch. If there's anything that you feel that you would like um, questioned or explored in the tone and the manner of which this double podcast series uh, is begun, uh, please, please get in touch. Um, I wish you well for the week ahead and I look forward to bringing you the next double podcast very soon. Go well, as I know you will, and keep strong. Thank you.